I'm thinking something like. Hi, everybody. Hello. No. Yes. No. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> I've been trying to get Melanie to sing and she finally did it. <laughs> How did you feel about it? Mm, it was great. <laughs> 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 I do sing all the time. Not, not publicly. Not publicly. Just in my kitchen. It's just us and a couple of thousand listeners. <laughs> How many listeners do we have? <laughs> I don't know. I tried to look the other day, but I forgot how I found it. Um, but I'm glad that you listening right now are here. Yes. You special little person. We're so glad you're here. Get in here. Yeah. Get in here. <laughs> get in. Get in look, here. Look, come here. <laughs> I'll just give you a kiss. <laughs> so today we're talking about boundaries. <laughs> we may have just crossed some of yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am so- <laughs> Boundaries and people pleasing. Yes. Yes. I'm so grateful for this conversation because I like the way it worked out too, because we had some trouble finding a guest for today. Mm -hmm. And then I would, it just hit me. I was like, I text you like, can we talk about boundaries and people pleasing? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Cause it's something I covered in therapy literally today. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice to like, uh, talk about it. And you gave such great insight. Like you always do. Thanks. And, um, I feel like, oh, there's just... And I shared a little bit of my story, too. You did. Mm -hmm. And it was very helpful. Yeah. It's It's, a great episode. It's nice sometimes sharing, you know, as a therapist, you're always, you know, you're not in places for that to happen. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. I noticed, like, I was like, I made a point. I was like, I'm going to ask her about her experiences at the end, because you were going in on me, (laughs) which is fine, which I love, but I'm like, uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. I want to hear... Because, like we said in the beginning... Therapists are not therapists because they're just all the way healed. It's because you guys have had experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wisdom. Can, yes. I would say those are the best teachers, what I've learned the most from my own experiences. I tend to have a rule. I don't, I don't talk about it like as a way to try to help someone else heal unless I've like gotten on the other side of it for the most part. Or else it'd be hard for me to talk about. And it's, you have to be really careful about are you trying to get your emotional needs met by talking about it and in, in where you talk about it? So it can't be in session with clients. Um, and so this is a different way for me to talk about things. Cause I know we've had conversations around some things that feel still fresh or still working through, but not, not in the thick of things. And that feels good and helpful. And I love getting feedback when you say like, there's been people that have heard something we've talked about, whether it's you sharing your story or ours, cause I, I just, we're all human. And so we're finding connection in our stories and it, I love that exactly mm-hmm. and I, I want to always encourage you to do that because mm-hmm. that's why well, I'm happy you're here you <laughs> you bring you're valuable well thank you yeah you too thank you yeah and you shared some um like you said I didn't mean to go in on you no I didn't was, mean that in a negative sense oh I know yeah um but yeah being able to to share your story and experiences um the way you do is is helpful. Sorry. <laughs> Dar- Darcy's got an itch. <laughs> I was like, she's going to stop in a second. <laughs> you always make me feel comfortable sharing my stuff. I'm, oh, I'm just so grateful for this Same. podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always fun. like a hard day. And then I come here and I'm like, that was so nice. I know. Yeah. It's kind of like 
going to the gym. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, I'm so tired. Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't ever feel like have to, but that, that tired. Yeah, and, then, and then it's a release. It always feels really great. Like when I walk you guys to the door and you walk down the stairs, I'm always like, well, that was so fun. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. So I'm glad. And I'm glad everybody that's listening listens and, and shares too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And thank you for rating and reviewing. We've gotten some really good reviews lately and high ratings because y'all are the best. So keep doing that. Yes. Uh, remember the float code. If you don't know what I'm talking about, float Nashville, good place. Go there. It's amazing. We got code Amber 10 and TT in, in 10. Uh, if you use those codes, you get a discount and the world heals. Mm-hmm. So do that <laughs> and enjoy this episode. We're so glad you're here. Yes. Oh, I'm oh, is, is me setting a boundary being catty? Yeah, I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were calling me a lesbian. <laughs> I, I just saw that and that's what came to mind was to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm In all seriousness, that I know that you're playing, but that does get me into what I wanted to talk today, talk about today. Yes. I literally talked about it in therapy today, So it's still very fresh. Let's go therapy 2.0. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's just take what just happened right then. Right. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, we need to start the, like we were talking mm-hmm. and I was like, we need to start the podcast or I can turn off the camera. Yeah. And you know, everybody's like, Oh no, we got it. And then, you go round. I went. Right, right, yeah. right. Which I know you were joking. Right. But to me, that hit like. What did that feel like? It felt like the reason I don't speak up. Mm. Like. I'm sorry. I oh, that's okay. No, I definitely didn't mean. I know. You know I didn't mean it, but it didn't mean it didn't feel that way for you. So. Ex- yeah. yeah. It didn't. I, I know that you love me and mm-hmm. I love you and like we have a relationship. But yeah. like that same feeling of like. Um, like I was talking to today in therapy about it sucks feeling like the annoying woman. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make it all about like being a woman or a man because I think everybody feels it. It's your experience. But it is my, right. Yeah. And it's, I've just been experiencing lately working with people that I don't say anything in the moment and then I go home and I'm like, why don't they do this? And then, mm, da, da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and it just drives me nuts. Yeah. And today we were talking about just like <laughs> speaking up in the moment, which is just, it's just so hard, man. So tell me why you were able to speak up in the moment just then to me. Because it was a little hard, mm-hmm. but not, not like other people. Mm-hmm. I think, because I know that you're going to love and respect me mm-hmm. either way. Like, and even if you were upset, you would handle it correctly. Well, thank you for that confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm glad that you, you felt like you could say something, but I guess I asked that question because there's a difference in like, this is a safe relationship versus sometimes in the moment we get triggered and we, we can't, you know, logically respond the way we would want to we kind of get taken off that part of the brain but 
you may not feel safe and have a, a like a secure relationship with some people that are doing this. Right. To where you can't I know their intentions. You don't have a history of experience with them to to add into the way you're experiencing it in the moment. The way like you and I do. Right. And so that's a that's a big thing. And so I guess I'm saying it because it seems like you're kind of down on yourself a little bit for not doing that in the moment. But there's just so many things that go into giving us the the freedom and establish it. Like at any given moment, we're always assessing what's safe and what's not, like our nervous system is. And so you have like that quick to decide if this is safe to do that or not. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so... I a, a thousand percent. Yeah. And I think what what I like I was talking about in session earlier today that really like it gives me an emotional hangover mm-hmm. is for example, I work with someone who says things that are not appropriate. Like they talk about women and mm-hmm. stuff like that in a way that I don't like and mm-hmm. a couple of times even talk to me in a way that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times I've been I just go into shock mode and I'm like, "Haha," and I laugh. Mm. And then we just move on. And when I go home, I'm like, oh, that fucking person, mm-hmm. like, la, la, la. Do you ever return back to that person because it's someone that you work with regularly? Yes, I'm always. Do you ever circle back and say, like, when you're outside of that trigger moment? You can tell I'm about to vomit. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because I don't, oh, man, this is difficult. I don't even want to be in relationship with them. Okay. And I feel like sometimes, like today. But you, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but too bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that how I came across? <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My clients love me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're right. We are. This is a person that I. Um, I want to be careful about my language, but like I was, um, I didn't choose to be in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. it was kind of just put upon. So Mm -hmm. like, I am going to have to talk to them Mm -hmm. and be in contact with them. You're right. Uh, So then it's, you know, this, we wanted to talk about boundaries today, right? And something else. And people pleasing. And people pleasing. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) we'll get it. We'll cover it. (laughs) But it's, well, that right there. Do you feel like, what's the fear if you say something to this person? Like when you go in the moment is what's that? What comes up? If I say something, then now we'll have this awkward instead of them seeing me. Okay, here it is, baby. Here's the juice. Let's bring it on. Okay. Okay. Instead of them seeing me as like fun, chill, Amber, that (laughs) I can just be myself around, then it would be like this awkward She's got to stick up her ass. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, well, I used to until this very day in history. (laughs) (laughs) You just got the stick out. Yeah. Congrats. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. That's hilarious. (laughs) I was going to say, that's so funny. I was going to say, until this day in history, I used to think that that was the easy route. Yeah. Because I could just be like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's awesome. You're, you're great. And then go home and be like, fucking asshole. Yeah. And you thought that was the easy and tell me why it's not. Because it is. I'm. Uh, I'm it's lately. I have a lot of people in my life mm-hmm. that I'm having to do that with. Mm-hmm. 
and it's starting to make me boil over. Like I can feel my mm-hmm. body just wanting to explode. And I'm like, okay, this is not, my therapist was like, it's cause your, your boundaries have changed. You've like mm-hmm. developed new boundaries and now you're like, I can't deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, why do I, I beat myself up cause I didn't do anything. She's like, well, you learn, you know, how to, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like when you giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, your question was, why was it easier? I'm sorry. Well, you said it's harder to do things the same way you had been to oh, like yeah. just let it go mm-hmm. and didn't stew about it. Cause I'm hanging on to it. I'm hanging on to it. Like my shoulders are getting tense right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then they think I'm someone I'm not and they keep, they think the boundaries are where they're at. Yeah. So they keep doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And internally I'm like, stop crossing my boundaries, but they don't know that they're boundaries. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I guess back to the question, the, the fear of like, what does it feel like to think about going to have a conversation with this person and and saying, Hey, you know, I have not, um, I haven't been clear around my boundaries around some things and I'd love to chat about this for a sec. It really feels whatever when you say this stuff, like, does that feel scary? For some people it does, yeah, because I feel like I know how they're going to react and it's not going to be good. Okay. And so I'm like, I'd rather just placate you and tip and not hang out around you so much. And instead of like confronting you and having you like flip out on me. Hmm. Well, it doesn't sound like it'd be a bad idea to have these people move to a little bit peripheral (laughs) (laughs) space with you. You know what? I agree. (laughs) Sounds like that could be helpful. Mm -hmm. And I guess let's talk about just boundaries outside of this situation. Typically, boundaries are meant to have us in better connection with people. It's not to build walls and separate us. So having this boundary, what if you example if you were to go and share this person hey it really feels this way whenever you say that um I'm not trying to prove and get you to think differently than you do but I'm just saying could you not can we not talk about that in convert in our conversations or, or whatever might feel appropriate to say and they're like sure no problem you might like right now you're like I don't want to be around this person but if they actually stopped and respected a boundary you asked for you could actually enjoy being around them. Oh, yeah, it'd be such a relief. So yeah. do you see how a boundary helps you be in better connection? Sure. Yeah, Versus definitely. Versus now it's like a buildup and we're, you're holding them for like accountable for things that you haven't really voiced to them right. yet. And, yeah, they should know some of these are things they shouldn't be saying maybe, but some people are, you know, it's it's hard habits to break if it's a thinking pattern they've had and they're sure. maybe around a bunch of people that do the same yeah true true yeah. and maybe exactly maybe i'm just not everybody has to be friends right you know like if but they're like oh well that's respect. exactly yeah exactly mm-hmm. and um i don't know i also am just annoyed that i even have to like do that mm-hmm. i think my cup is so full that i'm like why this sounds however it sounds, but I'm like, why are you taking my time away from me? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be the way I want you to be? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> if we never had to ask for anything and everybody just did it. <laughs> It'd be so fun. 
I wouldn't be in a. I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'd be that'd be unfortunate. But I would be okay to be put out of a job <laughs> if that changed for people. True. <laughs> I true. would happily be jobless. Yeah. But I don't think it's ever gonna happen. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? It's just annoying to have to be the one to do it too. I don't know. It's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> well, when people are constantly pulling at your boundaries, what does that felt like in the past? When when have you had boundaries crossed in the past? Oh man, I feel like I've been doing this laugh when it's not funny thing my whole life. Okay. Yeah. Is that where you? Is that where you're saying that's my, where you haven't been able to put boundaries is when you laugh instead of saying something? Yeah. Are your boundaries ever crossed any other way? Like, what does that feel like when the thing that happens when you laugh at it instead? What is that? Can you put more words to that? Yeah, it's an, well, it's an instant disconnect. And like, uh, I feel kind of like I'm running like a little rabbit running back into the hole. I'm like, these people don't know me. And I'm just going to be like, ha ha ha, and escape from danger. Because uh-huh. I instantly see something that I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be around that kind of thing. And so I'm just going to be like, ha ha ha, and run away. <laughs> Will you get more specific about the boundary that's being crossed? Um, I, well, I think it varies. Mm-hmm. But are you, are you meaning specifically like what they say or do? Or how it feels. That, like you're saying... Someone's crossing my boundary when you feel like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just, for you, what is that boundary? Well, for one... um, It could feel like they're not respecting me as a woman. It could be... Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like, you're having to give up something when you just laugh and let it go. I I want to know the thing you're letting go. Like, what what is the thing that's crossed there? Yeah. Myself, as a woman, as, Mm -hmm. like, just me. Like, I feel... Not respected not known so I guess I would be not respected because I I just feel like I'm chipping off like a like a part of my personality just Mm -hmm. blending in and so and the thought of like coming out with it of like holding a boundary or voicing something like that then it's I'm judged as not fun yeah or uptight yes or that causes conflict where there doesn't like doesn't need to be conflict and I could lose something a uh, relationship, um, a, a safety relationship, even though it's not a safe relationship at all. But no, it, it, at that point, safety is not really the, the goal there. It's really just the loss of relationship or connection. Yes. Right. Yeah. And even if you don't care too much about that person, it's still the, who wants to know people? I mean, I guess people, some people maybe like this, I don't know, but know someone is not wanting to be in connection with them. Like that's at an internal nervous system level, it's still, whether it's feeling like judgment or just disconnect, right? This is somebody, people you are in some sort of relationship with, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that can roll too. Like, okay, if this person doesn't like me, then this will happen, this will happen. Which I was talking to my therapist today, even if all this stuff happens, this person gets mad that I set a boundary, they sabotage me in some way or whatever. I will succeed and thrive. Well, yeah, I'm sure somewhere Uh in there, it's like, if I'm the cool chill girl that laughs at everything, then 
everybody won't want to work with me and there's no problems and Mm. I can just kind of coast through (laughs) and secretly be like, I'll never hang out with you. I'll just laugh when you're around. And then I'll be like, you're a person I'd never want to be around. Yeah. And sometimes I see that as, okay, I've seen that in the past as like my secret power of being like able to get along with everyone. Mm -hmm. And in private, when I'm home with my boyfriend or with myself, whatever, be like, this person sucks <laughs> and I'm not going to hang out with them. And I don't like them. Da, 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 just all these like things I really feel. Mm-hmm. And then when I see them just being like, what's up, you know, but that now starts to feel inauthentic. Yeah. It's getting to me. It's getting to me for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say more around just how it's affecting and getting to you by not holding a boundary or setting one or voicing? There's some people pleasing happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's people, I think in a way, I think I'm getting older and I know that's kind of vague, but I want to just be more of myself. And I, you know, people say when you get older, you just like lose patience for the bullshit. Yeah. But I think, I don't think it's just you getting older. I think you're like intentionally healing. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I do a lot of work on myself and yeah. <laughs> try to, I curate a, a good environment for my mental and my you do. body. So yeah, maybe that, 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 that is it. Are there people around when these things are said or happen that you laugh at? No, not really. Do you think, I don't know who this, if it's just this one person all the time that is really kind of what we're talking about is this one. I mean, it's happened before. It's just like in my life now, this particular person is one that's just getting to me, you know. And the fear of them, like, you've mentioned some work stuff of like not working, wanting to work with you, if you say that. Well, it's just, I think, I, I know... I've built a great career for myself and a name for myself. I know who I am. I know that the people who want to work with me are good people and I don't need anybody to put me on. Right. I think my big fear is just like, I don't have time or energy for conflict. So here's, even though I'm in conflict. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say there's an internal conflict right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would say it is a misconception sometimes that our boundary setting has to be a conflict, that we're being mean when we set a boundary. It can be so simple and gentle. Like when you just were like, oh, when I went, huh? Mm-hmm. I was like, I knew like that hit her differently. Yeah. Simple little thing. Like it can be so like, I don't know if you'd feel comfortable, like come at me. Like sometimes I'll like when I'm working with clients that maybe has a a parent or a a partner or, you know, friend that is always crossing boundaries and Mm -hmm. they don't know how to really kind of speak back with the boundary. I'm like, you, you're very familiar with this person's voice and like Mm -hmm. how they talk and how they would respond. So come at, you be them and come at me, how they come at you. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just going to try to respond and just, so you get an idea of like just what a, a, like a boundary response that's not, you know, 
arguing and being mean. I mean, I can say a general feeling of what they're saying. I don't I don't know if I feel comfortable saying exactly what they say. Okay. Or pick pick another situation. Uh, <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> it's very degrading to women. I don't know if I want to say that on podcast. Okay. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that exercise, That's okay. but I, but I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I, I think what I want to work on is like the laugh comes up immediately mm-hmm. and I want to know how to like, not let that laugh come and just sit in silence for a minute until I can be like, I don't think that that I don't I don't feel comfortable you you speaking mm-hmm. like that around yeah. me you know because mm-hmm. the laugh just will be like I don't like this I I want you to stop talking <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> that's what I'm saying with my laugh but they hear it as like I'm fucking killing it <laughs> <laughs> this woman likes misogyny <laughs> well even if the laugh does come. Maybe that's you laugh because we laugh when we are uncomfortable and we really don't know what the emotion is. Like, yes, exactly. It's, like a, it's an automatic. I'm uncomfortable and I don't know, don't really know how to name what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, let the laugh happen, and then get back into that place where you might be able to say, you know, I just laughed at that, but really, I don't know that that feels comfortable for me. Um, it's not something I would normally want to laugh at. Could okay. we not? say that in these kind of conversations it doesn't feel great for me okay oh man what oh. is that was <laughs> that fit? you're like <gasps> it's so adult to me to <laughs> well, say you're that. older now <laughs> <laughs> told you that's what it was i told you <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no it feels good and i know if i do that when when i do that mm-hmm. i'm going to feel such release because i have done it before and I'm like, well, that, there was no hangover. Even if they were like, okay, bitch. I was like, that's okay you react like that, but I'm mm-hmm. glad I said something. Yeah. Because yeah. they won't, they won't again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And <laughs> praise God, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be just a very simple response of like, you know, that's not something I would normally laugh at. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing too, you were talking about like coming, bringing something to someone, like if someone's been struggling with this for a while for some to, with someone, Mm -hmm. I've always heard that it's not great to like bring up past, like you did this and you did that. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I wait for the incident to happen again because I know it's going to, Mm -hmm. but there's anxiety in that of Mm -hmm. like, oh God, it's coming (laughs) and I got to be prepped for it, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with waiting for it to come up again. Yeah. You know, I saw something I read and said, if you, if it bothers you in 24 hours, say something within 48. So let it, let it hang tight. And see if it, and this is obviously something that still bothers you. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong that if it comes up again for to wait for that, if that's the easiest way for you to address it, especially if it's not someone that you feel would be open to that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a sit down. Let's have a long conversation about it. But I tend to find people like that. You say something once and it could just be a, a quick little come back around it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use your own skills at being funny and come, you're good at that. Mm-hmm. You do all that crowd work. <laughs> yeah. Treat it like that. What if somebody was sitting in the crowd and yelled something like that to you? How would you respond? 
Would you just laugh and move on? No. What would you do? I would bring them on stage. <laughs> I would make them strip down. No, I'm just kidding. No, you have these quick little yes. liners because I've seen yeah. where sometimes people in the crowd will say something where you're kind of like, mm, and you you re- you have to respond and make it kind of lighthearted and then you move on. Yeah, that's very They're true. They're not going to yell out more normally. That's true. Because you called them out. What would you do if that person yelled something like that out? Right. I would respond with confidence, yeah. I'm wanting you to role play, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that costs money. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what would come up in your mind to, to say back to a misogynist comment to someone? I don't know. You want me to do improv right now? Yeah. That is, you love improv. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> See, this is a boundary. Why is that disrespectful? It's a skill you have of processing your drama. <laughs> I'm speaking well, to your skill set. Now I know why you said yes. Almost a year ago, you were like, I'm going to get this girl to do improv. I, I know you hate it. I don't hate improv. I don't but hate improv. But you're good at it. Are you good at those back and forth crowd work? Yes, I am. Which is different, I know. But yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I so totally that's, get what I'm you're just saying. saying instead, and I'm trying to, you're like, I don't know how to not laugh in the moment. So I'm trying to like speak to what you know. Yes. To try to ease in those moments. I know. I can definitely, when you put it like that, yeah. I know that energy when I have a mic and I feel more in power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel that energy of like, I can speak and I feel like I can take that energy because that is me mm-hmm. into my everyday life and be like, oh, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. You've told me you've done that before. Oh, I have. And I would respect that. And if I was in the room, I'd be like, hell yeah. 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 So I'll be a little cheesy, but I know on the stage with the mic, but when you're around people, no matter who it is, it, people listen. Yeah. And like you, you never know who's listening either. And so you, whether you're one-on-one with this person, there's a, that's a part of them that is doing that. Sure. You're right. And yeah. The person's not terrible. Yeah. 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 And so your response is going to hit home. It might be later, mm-hmm. but calling them out in a kind way, you can, there's, I believe we can always do that. We can always call out something like that and, and do it in a kind way that they can hear and receive versus I agree. coming at them like the, well, you did da, 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 da. Especially, you know, we talked about this in another episode, I think, but it was the, you know, when you said that, it brings up something in me, which reminds me of another experience of mine that felt that way. It'd be really great if we could leave that out of the conversations we have because it just doesn't feel good for me. Mm-hmm. Everything is your experience. You're not trying to blame or shame them. Yeah. If that comes up, that's their own stuff. Sure. And that means they know what they were saying was wrong, if that is their response. Right. No, I, to- I totally agree with you. Yeah. Something that's coming up right now. Um, something with this particular person that they said that just really bothered me mm-hmm. and I didn't address it in the moment. I was just like, ha ha Okay. Um, and this may sound like it's veering off a little bit, but it kind of gives me the feeling, and this is what gives me so much anger. It kind of gives me the feeling when I think about how I didn't say anything and how I don't know if it would be beneficial to be like, remember when you said this and this, I don't, well, I could say that. I could say that because that was a weird thing to say. What I was going to say is that feeling like I didn't speak up in the moment mm-hmm. is kind of like a trigger warning for essay, sexual assault. Um, 
it's like something happened to me mm-hmm. and I couldn't fight back or like stand my ground mm-hmm. or like when guys cat call me or something like that and they just get away with it. It's that kind of feeling of like, mm-hmm. I miss my moment to be fully myself and mm-hmm. s- stand strong and you know, and it, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do I let that go? You deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to process it. I was the whole time I was like, there it is. This is why this all feels like a pile on and feels so yucky for you. Yeah. Cause there's some of that stuff still in there. D- deep dog. Yeah. Been feeling that shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Like the cat calling thing where mm-hmm. it just like takes, it feels like it takes your a little piece of you away. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like daydream about what you would say if you did say something? Oh, I've said some things before. I had a semi truck get out, like stop on the, the road uh-huh. and get out of his car. And I was like, come down here, uh-huh. come down here and say it to my face. And it felt so, I was like, rage was pulsing through my body and my friend was with me and she was like can we please go and I'm like you can go you can go I was like get down here say it to my face and he's like fuck you and gets in his car I was like yeah of course you're not gonna come down here Mm -hmm. if you would have started walking down there I would have run away (laughs) (laughs) because that's very terrifying (laughs) but those moments feel good and it's here's the thing though Mm -hmm. I feel good in those moments I feel powerful I feel like I'm you're meeting me with crazy I'm going to meet you right back with that same energy. Mm-hmm. You're going to go all out. I'm going to meet you there. And when I tell people that, and this is fine that they feel that way, a lot of times I get, oh, my God, that's insane. And I'm like, is it insane? Is it? He felt comfortable in his world to say those things to me, to mm-hmm. treat me how he wants to treat me, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to just, what, laugh and keep moving? It's like that same kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's shake the world up. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Come say that to my face. Yeah. Let's go say it to your mother. You know what I'm saying? I get very upset. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're in it a little bit right now as you talk about it. I yes. can tell it's like working you up a little bit. Yeah, it is. But that's, I don't think that's crazy that you said that. Maybe a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And <laughs> glad it turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I think it's fine to call people on the things like there's always these underlying messages and things that they think is just funny, but it's really, and that's where I think you could use your skills as a comedian, like speak directly to the message they're sending. Basically, yeah. that's what you did with that truck driver. You know, so if, I don't know exactly what they're saying, but they're like, oh, so you, th- you think women suck? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, oh, tell me more about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like exactly. And you can say it in a funny way because it's just like so many people, if they get offended, you'd be like, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Why are you so uptight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It, it's kind of like you can use that and I way think, that they communicate to communicate it back to them. Yes. I guess, you know, what kind of what you're saying. And I think that'll help me get to a deeper level, too, because if these people are comedians or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, are you saying this? And then they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, what sounds like that? It makes me uncomfortable. Then I can hit them with the like, hey, I'm serious. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I think even you just saying that, I'm serious, that makes me uncomfortable. It sounds like it, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that feels good. Aha. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yuck, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Then laugh all you want. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't think there's any, that's not, you're not being confrontational, like, mean to them. No. 
I think it's just practice. They're, you bringing know? It, they're bringing it into the conversation to meet them with it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Question. When you said, when you were like, you'll just have to let it go about feeling bad about things that you didn't address in the past. How do you let that go? Oh, that's not, I meant. Or deal with it, you said. Deal with it. Deal with it. Like, that's a trauma. That if that's still in there, that's your nervous system doesn't know this was this kind of experience and this is this kind of experience in a different time with a different person not Mm. trying to harm me. The experience, everything's in the somatic experience of it. The experience is controls being taken away or I'm not being respected or my, my voice is being taken away. You know, it, yeah. it, it's like the, a very, whatever, look at the similarity in the feeling of those experiences. Oh, they're exact same. Yeah. And that's, that's what's why it feels that way. And it's not that you'll ever be, okay, I'll be comfortable with people saying disrespectful things to me. But I think the goal is processing, processing our traumas. So they're not, there just waiting to get triggered by stuff mm-hmm. like this. And that's what would allow you to respond more present moment yeah. without a, a big eruptive you know, yeah, or a mm-hmm. shutdown that you just can be more in the present moment experiencing shitty things. Well, how do I process that? Brain spotting. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. At home, though, how would I process that outside of therapy? You mean a trauma? Yeah. Mm, I mean, that's going to be different for everybody to see. That's that's tough stuff to access. And so it would have to be using some things that help you bypass that front brain that get into that. You can understand it, how it's affecting you, and, like, you can become aware of it and understand it logically. But that is not in your logic brain. So it's not something you can, like, think your way through and mm-hmm. be like, I can understand this enough in a logical way that it's not there. It's still in the body. So through breath work, um any kind of somatic body mood, there's things you can, like I was telling you about the dentist experience, right? Mm-hmm. Completely different situation than what it triggered. Yeah. But it was still a very similar somatic experience. I stayed in the dentist chair letting them do that, but internally I started doing like kind of breath work and kind of telling myself that was getting scared. Like I was able to stay differentiated from it mm-hmm. and saying, it's okay. This is a different situation. So like inside my, like internal self, I was just like, it's okay. This is a different situation. We're just getting our teeth clean. We're actually trying to help ourselves here. Yeah. Like it's different. And so I was, and then I was able to move through that, the somatic experience of it. So it was a, I mean, it was PTSD triggering kind of a mm-hmm. thing happening, but it was able to, to move through it in a different way. And that allowed some repatterning in my nervous system. Okay. Now I'm just scared of the dentist. <laughs> That's all? That'll be just be something new. <laughs> yeah. I get to try it again in six months. <laughs> again, crazy that you go to the dentist every six months. That's like <laughs> obsessive. That's normal. <laughs> no, it's normal. For who? I have something with my gums. I've had to have surgery on my gums. Oh, so you got things going on. But that's pretty normal still Girl. to get 
Yeah. We grew up like, you didn't grow, okay, tell me. We grew up like, if it ain't bleeding, it ain't broke. <laughs> yeah, that's how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, that's why I don't think I went all the time when I was little. Mm. I mean, I and think we went like once a year when yeah, I was little. Yeah, exactly. That's when I But your insurance pays for every six months. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. haven't even like, well, we won't get into that. Do you want to share when the last time you went to the dentist was? <laughs> It was not too long ago. Okay. It wasn't too long ago. Okay. Yeah. And everything was cool. So I was like, all right. Good. <laughs> you look like you have a clean mouth. I so. did. Thank you. You're welcome. You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, because I know that you have, like, can you share some experiences yourself about people pleasing or boundary setting that mm. you like learned in the moment things? Learned in the moment things. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a sentence when it's said back. <laughs> <laughs> can you be more specific? <laughs> See if I can come up with an example. I definitely know. I mean, I'm a reformed people pleaser. Mm. Um, you know, that's just how. How do you not be a people pleaser? Lots of therapy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and learning and reading books and stuff like that. Um, I will share. This is um, probably one of the bigger things that I feel like I would definitely go through different this time, but where I was people pleasing was a boss wanted to, was like, it was, this was before the me too thing, but it was a boss exerting power and control, um, and making comments and like very sexually explicit things and not taking no for an answer. My gosh. And it was kind of um, where I had to, like I would fantasize about like if he does this one more time, I'm going to punch him in the face, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or I'm going to tell someone. Um, and I never did. And some of it was if I do, this is going to like, could ruin the company it could ruin people's jobs and people that I'm friends with and I wouldn't want to do that to you know those are probably just reasons I was looking for because I was scared to do that but um there was a lot of power and control in the room with that um and so that wasn't it was like I that was one of those where I was I was constantly aware that I was not speaking up and Mm -hmm. holding a boundary um versus the more work I did now like there, I don't know that I would let one comment go anymore. You know, it'd be a quick, like, what the fuck was that? Uh-huh. You know, kind of a thing. But that's not that that was a situation I was used to in like having those kinds of things being said to me, but just a lifetime of people pleasing of like, I'm going to be rejected in some way if I'm not okay, if I upset somebody. Mm. And so it was just a constant, it's a, it's a, it's a safety like mechanism. Yeah. You know? Like you don't want to be kicked out from the tribe type thing? I don't want to lose connection. Yeah. I don't like people being like, um, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Mother Hunger. I was telling her about it. Um, I can't really speak too much to it because I'm not that far into it, but it's about attachment wounding, especially with the mother. Um, and it just, attachment is like my thing. I love attachment work um, and feel like, it just, it's a part, it's just like trauma. We all have some sort of it, but attachment, we all have how we developed attachment. But the, when it goes back to attachment things and how we, that got developed for us, we, we learn like messaging around, like I'm bad. 
It doesn't have to be a mom saying, you suck, you're bad. But the way that we learn around, like, getting our needs met or not met um, can really give us messaging around, I'm a bad person. So then for me, my core messaging was who I am is inherently bad and hurts people. Mm. And the way that got put into action and how I played that out was, like, I had to be so humble um, because if I thought good of myself, I wouldn't be aware of how bad and hurtful I'm being. And so it's, I couldn't receive compliments. Um, and so you're looking, so that then the people pleasing becomes like how I'm staying safe. If I can please and be what everybody else needs, I can try to feel like I'm a good person mm-hmm. and not hurt people because I'm being so nice. Right. <laughs> and so Learning and working through learning I am good, and that took years for me to unwind. It probably wasn't until I did psychedelics. Really? Where I finally, it's like I knew it here. Like, Mm. it's okay to think I'm pretty or to think Mm. I'm a good therapist or to think I'm a good friend. Um, And it was here, and with the safe people, I could show up in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But when it really got tested. It came back. Like in the boss situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. That that got triggered and it didn't feel safe. And the more I was able to I I mean, I remember the very specific psychedelic experience I had where it was like and it was after I had a a partner break up with me that was telling me the very same thing of what I was fearful of, that I was just hurtful. Wow. Yeah. What? (laughs) Like everything I do is to not to try not to do that. And that's interesting. Yeah. That's when you were like, hold on a minute. Yeah. (laughs) It was like I had to really like okay I need to go sit and figure that out and it was during that psychedelic experience I was just like my my attention was like show me how awful I am basically so I can fix it and I I was in tears just like I remember I was crying like out loud I had a a sitter and I was just like there's nothing here I can't find anything But that was a good thing because yeah. I was looking for where I was so bad. And what I was learning in, in, in that experience was like, you're fine. You're good. Mm. You are kind. I remember actually saying out loud, I'm a very kind person. Oh, babe. And it was the first time I really believed it in a whole self way. Wow. Not just a cognitive way. And it was just like, I'm kind. I'm very kind to people. I am someone that hurts people because I'm human. But I know I'm open enough for and make my people feel safe enough to tell me, mm-hmm. like, hey, you hurt me. And it doesn't mean that now I'm somebody that's hurt, that hurts people and I'm awful. Right. It just means I'm human and I can take responsibility for that and say, I'm sorry. I'll try not to do it again. You just helped me be in relationship better with you. Oh, that's amazing. But that took years and years to learn. I love that you had like that psychedelic experience and that helped you. Do you have any tips for people who people please? (laughs) And I know you're saying it takes years and I get that. Mm -hmm. And we got years, baby. We Mm -hmm. got time. But like some tips on how to slowly not do that. (laughs) Slowly not people please. Yeah. I think it all starts from in here. Right. One first become aware that you're doing it. Just start observing and noticing where you're doing it. Who are the people that really trigger it, right? Because mm-hmm. at first it was like we can know here and it normally start trying out boundary setting with people closest to you that mm. aren't going to go anywhere. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So you can realize like I'm going to be safe and okay if I set boundaries. Yeah. 
Like for people, that's why the people around me in my close circle, it's, I don't have to, I don't have to filter. Like I, around people I didn't know, I probably wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been, (laughs) you know, to me, I was like just being funny and I saw that cat. Right. Mm -hmm. And around other people, I probably wouldn't have done that because I would have been so trying to be on and filtering to not offend. And those closest to me, I can just, I relax that mm-hmm. part of me. Um, and, and I know if I do say something, they know it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. And, but they feel comfortable enough to come tell me and we have a conversation about it. Start in those relationships. Right. Trying to try out these parts of self that, you, that really aren't built up too much, that don't have a lot of muscle behind them yet. Use those relationships to, to be able to practice and, and do that. Read books. There's so many good books out there now. Can you think of any off the top of your head? um, Well, there's a book called Boundaries. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Codependent, no more. Any books around codependency, boundary setting, um, just really exploring the messaging you you hold about yourself Mm -hmm. um, is really important. Like, um, this isn't a book necessarily on those things, but um, it's I use it for so many things. But it's um, it didn't start with you. And it is, it, it, that's a book about like epigenetics and intergenerational trauma, but it really helps you identifying your core language and like really digging into where did that come from and where did it get put in place? Because that's so important and it helps you think beyond just yourself in a way. And to me, it's a little bit deeper work. So if you're on the very front end of it, it could be, you might want to hack have a therapist or somebody, a coach or somebody you work with that helps you kind of sort through some of this stuff. But it's really going beyond seeing, like I can say, okay, my relationship with my mother gave me this certain message, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm able to see what was her story that probably did that. So it helps take... Like break it down a little bit, right? Yeah, and you're like, look at the look at the people in your in your life. What are their stories like in your family? You know, what are their their histories? If you know them, like my mom was generous enough to sit down with me and do a four hour Zoom during COVID, and just let me ask her a bunch of questions whenever I was going through some of this stuff. Um, that just helped me try to understand her more as a person. Wow. And so, like, because it's not just enough just to, okay, learn how to have boundaries that protect you emotionally and physically. But to me, some of that deeper work in those types of relationships that really have an impact on who you are as a person, understanding, like, I wanted to know my mom's story that what created the adult that was my mom. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it wasn't enough just to have boundaries around things. I, I wanted to understand why I needed them. Right. That's great. Just to, to for me to release things from myself and, mm-hmm. and the responsibility I was putting on her. Yes. So it's not like a boundary and an anger or a resentment. It's just like you understand more. Like I have this boundary, but I also see, mm-hmm. I have love for you and I see like where it helps build empathy Yeah, and understanding yeah. to where it, it, you, yeah, it, it's hard to kind of, we, I don't know we tend to want these very like black and white, do this and this, and this means this. Mm-hmm. And it all just is intertwined a big old ball of yarn. Yeah. Right. There's not really an end or beginning. They all just are layered. And so really having somebody to help you sift through that stuff can be really helpful. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. I mean, 
go to therapy, everyone. <laughs> but I, even if you can't afford, like, because I know good mental health care is hard and mm-hmm. not accessible as we all need it to be. And that's why I think um, group work can be really helpful. Um, it's just an t- entirely different experience, and it doesn't replace individual therapy, but doing a group or even a book club, like people that want to go through these books together just as a way to have community and be heard and acknowledged can be beautiful and help keep you like kind of in that mindset of, of moving through that, that information and know you're not alone with it. Um, that can be a, a more affordable way to, to kind of go through that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And I also want to say like, I think listening to you, a like a big part of this is you being open to exploring yourself Mm -hmm. and also open to exploring others. Like when Mm -hmm. you said that you wouldn't have done the row around a stranger. Mm -hmm. I'm also like, if you did do the row around a stranger and they got offended and then they took that and came to you and was like, Hey, that made me feel uncomfortable. And you, and you could be open and be like, Oh, why? Or like, Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know? And like that, Allows you to be yourself, allows them mm-hmm. to like be themselves and be, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's the only way to be. Curious, <laughs> open. Curious, open, and just knowing 99.9% of the time it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> has everything to do with that person, yeah. That's the Whoever truth. it is in your life that has this kind of hate in them around and, and they're putting it towards a woman or these certain ideas that just aren't respectful. I guarantee you there's some things in themselves they don't like that this is like a response or a cover up or like I'm going to feel better about a part when I can feel, you know, mm-hmm. like this a thousand percent way to balance out some things. Um, and I want to yeah. add too that even if you, this per like you don't have to do that with this person. You can also just stop talking to this person. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, cause I, we talked about in therapy today, like having the responsibility of addressing something with a person. It's like, if you don't feel like you're in the place to mm-hmm. do that. The only responsibility you have is to yourself. Girl, <laughs> girl. Ooh. And that is enough responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's and a so, whole yeah. human. And sometimes that means that you need to say something. But sometimes it means you acknowledge something and change who you're around, change relationship, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for talking about this yeah. with me. Thank you. Thanks for bringing it up and sharing. I love. I'm you. sorry you're going through that. Oh, I thank you, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of. I'm scared to say this in front of the universe, but it's kind of dope mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm leveling up. You are. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you, friend. You're love welcome. you. I love you too. Thanks for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. I am trauma therapist Melanie Reese, and you can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. My name is Amber Autry. I am a comedian here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And while you're at it, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing this podcast. I know that sounds like a lot, but it helps so much. And we're, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. We're healing. <laughs> it feels good. Mm-hmm. So just like 
just a little extra sauce. Share it with a friend, rate and review it. It really helps, and we appreciate it. Yeah, and if you have a topic or um, conversation that you want to hear us talk about or a story you'd like to share on your own, shoot us an email at I'm fine sometimes at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.